Awesome. I want to make sure I'm not... Okay, we're good. Hi, everyone. Um, you're welcome to sit down. Is that for me to say? You can sit down. Um, happy Black History Month, everyone. I'm glad to see you here. My name is Danata Vladimirovna Buryak. I was just reminded there is power in names, so I thought I'd say that. Um, if you know me, you know me as Dana. Um, I'm really nervous to be here, which is why my voice may get shaky and my hands might like tremble. But I am excited to be here nonetheless. Um, oh my gosh, let me just breathe. Mostly to ease like my own nervousness, but also for you to get to know me a little bit, I thought I'd share some fun facts, right? So my first go-to is that moy ruski, which means my first language is Russian. That's always the easy way out. If you know a language, that's your fun fact. Second, I'm really passionate about telling other people what I learn on TikTok. I'm not kidding. I think we should add that to the curriculum, okay? It's really educational. And lastly, um, if I were a potato, and Christina over there knows this about me, if I were a potato, I would like to be cooked as mashed potatoes. If you know me, that's true, okay? Um, but the reason, also that list scales in importance, by the way, right? Clearly, clearly. Um, Although I'm nervous, I'm here to talk about something that's really been on my heart lately, and um, I really wanted to share it in chapel with you guys. That is the abundance that we have in Christ. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Um, I want to start with John 10.10. It'll be up on the screens, I believe. And it says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Um, here, this is Jesus talking, right? So Jesus says that his purpose is to bring us life. Not just life, you know, not just, I guess, life. But he's here to bring us life, right? And not just life, but life in abundance, life abundantly. So I want to unpack what that means a little bit. Um, in doing my research about this life, right, um, I found that the Greek word used here for abundant can mean so many things. It can mean exceedingly more, very highly, beyond measure, or so abundant as to be considered as more than what would, one would expect or anticipate, right? So beyond our expectations and imagination. A verse that comes to mind for me when I hear this is Ephesians 3.20. Here, Paul writes that all glory through all generations. That's so much all generations, right? I mean, most of us probably know three generations, right? Like us, our grandparents, our parents, our grandparents, maybe our great-grandparents, but all generations is to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. We'll go back to the verse shortly, but first I wanted to add a brief example. Um, there's this little game that I enjoy playing with my friends and family sometimes. It's not really much of a game, but I didn't know what to call it. And I can't take credit for coming up with it because it's not like this original thing. It definitely doesn't have a name, but um, here's kind of how it goes. And I'm flipping pages. Um, we typically start with, if you could wish for anything right now and get it, what would you wish for? Right? Simple enough. Somebody might say a new house, that's my mom, world peace, right, those who are like really into that, which we should all be, but that's kind of like a more out there abstract answer, um, or classic, like to marry the boy or girl of my dreams, right, 
um, or even my little brother, this was funny to me, he said batteries when I asked him because he got a remote control car for Christmas and to his like utter surprise, it didn't come with batteries and so he was just heartbroken. And so when I asked him what he would wish for, he asked for batteries, which that's an easy problem but to solve. But anyway, the answers vary from person to person, right? We're all different. We all have different like dreams, aspiration, or even just priorities in life right now. But somebody always says some amount of money, right? I think we could all use some more money. Don't know anyone who says, you know what, I'm good. Um, so let's just say $200, for example, right? My sister usually says something like that. So myself, being a finance major and always looking to maximize revenue, my classic response every single time without a doubt is, well, why only two, like $200? Why not wish for more? If you're wishing for money, you might as well go all out, right? I'll be like, okay, why not more? And so she'll say, well, okay, fine, $1,000. Okay, well, why only 1000 Why not 5000 Fine, okay. $5,000. It's not fun for her anymore, but it's fun for me to keep this going. And I'll say, why stop there? Why stop there, right? She says, all right, $100,000. But if you can wish for anything at all, right, why not a million? And so she'll say, okay, a million dollars. I wish for a million dollars down the road. I get it. I get the idea. And I don't know when to stop, um, but I'll be like, okay, one million, great. But why only wish for one million? You could ask for a billion, right? Or two billion or just all of it entirely. If you're gonna wish, wish big. And if you have that guarantee that it's gonna come true. Um, while my point here isn't about greed or the worship of money or that that's gonna solve all of our problems and don't get me started on how unethical it is for anyone to be a billionaire when people go hungry and houseless all over the world, but rather my point here is to illustrate the way in which we're often limited by even our own thinking. You know, if you could wish for anything, why not wish for something big? Um, going back to our verse, if God can do more than we can even ask or think, and I can think about having all the money in the world or the biggest group of friends or anything that seems really out there, then he can do more than that. Um, I want to caution our discussion here with a disclaimer again, that material wealth and worldly success or abundance in that way is not a priority that God has for us. While he does not hold back on blessing us with provision and comfort and success at times, he's far more concerned with abundance in a deeper sense on the inside. Um, not only does he wish to bless us abundantly, but he also has left many, many promises and reminders of this in his word for us. In my prison letters class um, with Professor Wise, we recently discussed Philippians 2.1. It says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, and then he goes on to speak about the church in Philippi and their problems with unity, but that's not our point, right? That's all good and good, and good for that. Um, but what's interesting and relevant um, as we discuss this passage for us was that Paul's usage of so if here isn't actually a question at all. My professor here said that so I'm going to quote him there, um, that this is a figure of speech that Paul is using, and the real meaning of so if here is more like sins, right? So he's not saying, well, maybe there's encouragement in Christ or comfort from love. He's saying that there is, but he's prompting a response. Therefore, there's no doubt that these things exist, specifically encouragement, comfort, love, 
the Holy Spirit, <laughs> affection and sympathy are ours in Christ Jesus, right? This is the kind of things that God wants to give us abundantly. And more, of course, but these are just examples. What does it mean to be in Christ again? I kind of asked myself in class as we went over that. As someone who often needs reassurance and information, um, affirmation, excuse me, in life in general, um, each time that I come across a phrase like this, like a conditional phrase, um, I seek to define it and see if I meet the criteria. Um, simply put, it means to be in Christ, means to be redeemed by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Furthermore, and to my comfort actually, maybe some of yours, it's not something set aside for just the mature believers or only those Christians who have it all together and you know, are doing their devotions every day for two hours and are up here singing and preaching and going out into the world and ministering. Um, this is for all believers who God has adopted as his own children by faith and through grace, right? Obviously, these things are going to be fruit of our life in him and being in Christ, but they're not prerequisites to being in Christ. Um, so if we are in him, right, which, which, which we are, presumably, um, being saved, we know that we have the gift of eternal life. And that's abundant life in another sense where it's, you know, goes on forever and ever with, with Christ and in communion with him. Um, but the Bible says that in 1 John 5, 14, 15, that this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Notice here that it doesn't say that if you want a fancy car and you pray about it, it'll be in your driveway first thing tomorrow morning. Um, it doesn't even say that you'll meet the most beautiful person, fall madly in love, and live happily ever after. It doesn't even say that you'll come to be the best preacher your church has ever heard, even though that would glorify God. Here it says that it's simply talking about requests that are in line with his will for us. I had to break this down for myself. Um, I believe that there's like his will, right, for all of creation. That's all the plans and all of the intentions he has for everything ever. Um, and then he's also got his will. And I know that I just said the same thing twice, but I feel like there's a difference. There's this will and plan and intentions that he has for my life specifically and for each one of yours, right? Those are the plans he has for you from day to day, year to year, what career you'll have, what your family will look like, all of those specifics. In Psalm 37.4, the living word of God says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our hearts. Flipping pages. Um, for this longest time, I took this verse to mean that if I take pleasure in God and live a life that pleases him, then he'll give me whatever my little heart desires, right? That's how I read it was, if I do the things I'm supposed to do, I'll get what I want. As I dive deeper into his word, though, and I spend more time in his presence and I listen to the sermons and I truly get to know my creator, I've come to see this verse in a totally new light. I read it now to mean that if I am in the Lord, which I am, as we figured out earlier, then he will give me, as in place into me, the desires of my heart. This means that out of all of the abundance that he offers me and promises me in his goodness, he also embeds in my heart a want for what he wants. As I grow in my relationship with him, 
I've just seen my priorities and values and desires shift further and further from the things I thought I wanted, the things I thought I needed, to the things that he wants and things that would glorify him over me through his sovereign will. It's not that I don't want to live comfortably or have this fairytale marriage or to travel all over the world and not spend a penny on that. Um, it's that I realize that all of those things pale in comparison. They just pale in comparison to the far greater and unimaginable abundance that I am offered at the foot of the cross and each and every day in the arms of Jesus. So I know I kind of said a lot of different things about the abundance of Christ, but they are really just come together in the way that he wishes all the best for us. And I think that he doesn't call us to a life of, of dread or this like, I don't know, he wants us to enjoy our life. Of course we know there'll be suffering and it's not always easy, but I think he wants good for us. Um, and everything is his. He's the creator of the entire world and just everything in it. And that's a whole other topic that's just unfathomable. But everything is his and everything he gives to us, um, even his only son. And, and that's awesome. And I, I just wish that we would lean into that more and realize the kind of power that we have with the Holy Spirit in us as Christians. Um, so I would like to pray for us in conclusion. If you guys want to stand, you can stand or sit or kneel or whatever that looks like. Um, Lord God, I come before you today with thankfulness. Thankfulness for your word, which is alive and breathing and active each and every day. Um, I thank you for the life and death of Jesus and thank you for allowing us such unfathomable and undeserved access to you in prayer, through the righteousness of Jesus, and the abundance that you offer us in our lives, Lord. I pray that you would give us daily reminders of the abundance that you promise us as part of our new lives in Christ. I pray for boldness to dream big and also the wisdom to come before you in prayer to ask for your will to be done in our lives. I pray for peace and a correct posture and perspective when we begin to fear what is in our present or worry about the future, knowing that all we need is already ours in you. Because that would glorify you, God. I also pray for um, peace in another way, Lord, in ways that are beyond our personal lives. Um, right now, I just specifically uplift the Karen people in Burma, Lord, as they flee for their lives and have been doing so for so long. Um, I extend my prayer to also Karen people all over the globe and even right here in Minnesota as they watch their families and people struggle. Um, Lord, in the longest civil war of history, um, some historians say marking over 70 years right now, um, I pray for your sovereignty above all leadership and government and powers here and abroad, and for your justice to be restored along with hope, safety, and peace for all people. Lord, I know that you know what lies ahead of us today and this week, and even for years to come. I thank you, and I pray in Jesus' name that you would continue to guide us with your mighty and powerful hand. Amen.